Welcome to America's Top Rebbitsons. In the merit of this class, may Hashem protect all Jews across the world, and especially the soldiers in the IDF, including Idan ben Berid, Ido ben Kohava, Isabella bat Nadali, Ishai ben Anat, and Israel ben Devorah. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rebbitson YouTube page or follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you're the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I'm honored to have Orly Wakwa back on the podcast. If you missed our first interview, which we did a few months ago, it's up on our YouTube page and also on the podcasting app. So please go back and listen to the first episode as well. Orly is an international motivational speaker, an educator, an entrepreneur, an author, and a community activist. She's passionate about inspiring people to make the world a kinder place. Orly is also the founder of Natila. Her inspiration for starting this company was to help people have more meaningful mitzvot, and now she helps people enhance their homes as well as their mitzvot. The Netzilah cup is made of 100% pure natural copper, which has Kabbalistic meaning, I just learned. And she's also the founder of Abraham's Legacy, a social network for prayer, which we're going to hear a lot about today. Thank you so much, Orly, for joining us. I know that you're in Israel right for now. Having me. Yes, yes, I'm in Yerushalayim. Best place that I can be is in Yerushalayim right now. A hundred percent. So please tell us more about what you're, about yourself and about what you're doing right now. Tell us what it's like in Israel and what you're doing. So the truth of the matter is, ever from the moment that the war broke out, I believe that every person has stopped their day-to-day -day activities of what they were doing and the work that they were doing. And every person is laser-focused on helping Am Yisrael in whichever way they can. The beautiful thing about what's going on right now, as we all know, is everyone has their method, their way in which they can give back. And every single way is amazing. And every single way is needed. So everyone is finding their specific niche, what they feel comfortable with, where their energy is, uh, you know, is most needed. For, for myself, that energy has always been focused on, uh, on, on really on hope and on tefillah, tefillah, prayer, the power of our voice. Like it says, hakol kol Yaakov, our greatest instrument is our voice and our ability to pray to Hashem. And while we can't all be, in a sense, soldiers on the battlefield and grabbing arms to go into battle, we can assist our soldiers that are physically on the ground by using our instrument, by using another weapon. And that is our tefillot. That is our prayers. And so a lot of what I've been focusing on is organizing tehillim reads, like global tehillim reads via Zoom through the Abraham's Legacy app that essentially allows people to collectively complete the book of Tehillim in unison with people from around the world in minutes. It's been incredible. Every night from Sunday to Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Israel time, you can always find us. We're on the same Zoom link. I'll make sure I send it to you. We're always meeting at that time. And essentially, we're having people from over 12 countries that are joining us on a nightly basis, where it's really a, a time and an opportunity to disconnect from the noise. There's so much noise and there is a lot of, and, and a lot of us are feeling torn by what to do and the images that we're seeing, it can be very overwhelming. So this is an opportunity to disconnect from that noise and to reconnect with ourselves, to reconnect with members of Am Yisrael in heartfelt prayer. And what we generally do is we have an 18 minute Tehillim read. We break it into three sections of six minutes each. And during those six minutes, we read through the Abraham's Legacy app together. You could see everybody on the screen. It's absolutely incredible. And you can see in real time how many people are on, how many countries are reading. Wow. Very, very moving. Uh, and, on, and between each of our six-minute sessions, we open it up for people to share 
whether it be words of encouragement or words of hope for like within a five minute period and then we go back. So it's a beautiful, beautiful program filled with just amazing people. It is the highlight of my day. And in addition to that, as an as sort of offshoot of that, I created what is called the Tehillim Warrior Program. And we just today filled our first unit. The idea is not everyone can go, like I said, onto the battlefield, but we can use our voice. And so essentially we're creating a unit, a unit of warriors, of Tehillim warriors. Wow. And each person can sign up for just a five minute slot, the same time every day to read Tehillim in the app, because it allows us to collectively finish the book. Or if you don't have the app, you don't have a smartphone, you could read in a Tehillim book. It doesn't matter what chapters. The idea is that as our soldiers are standing there on the battlefield, 24-7 is always being covered with people praying for them. It's been amazing. And each of our warriors received their own warrior badge. And it's just, it's been such an incredible community of people. And we just finished out all of our 280 nine slots uh, have been completed for our first unit and the likelihood is we're going to open now um, a second unit but there's been these are sort of the part of the projects that I've been taking part in uh, doing global video collaborations and then of course doing the on the ground uh, volunteering in terms of you know preparing food packages and delivering um, organizing fundraising and so on and so forth but uh, tefillah has been my main source of comfort through this and my main focus through all it's of really this. important. I totally agree because as you were saying, we can't all be soldiers on the ground doing the physical fight. There's the physical soldiers doing the physical fight. We can be spiritual soldiers doing the spiritual fight through the Tehillim. And I think that's amazing that you have this app, Abraham Legacy, Abraham's Legacy, and people can download it on their phone, right? That's how they it's get a it. Free, it's a free app. It's in memory of my grandfather, Alava Shalom. His name is Abraham Ben Pauline. Uh, you know, I'm happy to share the story if you like, but it was created in his memory. He was such a, a tremendously amazing person. And this it's available in Hebrew, English, Spanish, and French, the full app. And the Tehillim is, is in those four languages, plus it's transliterated and it also has Ta'amim. So it really allows, uh, you know, for people from all over to take part. And essentially, there are different ways that you can read. Of course, you could choose whichever Prakim you want, but the main concept is that you can click and it will just generate for you the next chapter in the global count. So when we're on with 70, 100 people at the same time and everyone's clicking, you're talking about in a minute we have, or two minutes, we have the ability to finish a book in real time, wow. which is something wild. Every night during one six minute session, just with our small, amazing group of uh, between 70 to 100 people, we're finishing three books easily it's a tremendous thing in it's such so a short huge and, and, and everybody it's around the world like you don't just have to be in america or just in israel you could be anywhere could be japan if you want it to be you know wherever I you are in the world. Have, we have people from 12 countries that are on on our nightly session and we have over 160 countries represented in the app so which people is, from 160 countries have joined the app and are davening in their own way exactly exactly wow. uh so it's a group of uh over 22,000 strong and counting. And just in our global read, not even in the circles, people can create separate circles. Just in our global read, we are right now just short of 1 million chapters, uh, which is just, it's just something incredible. 
it's amazing because like you said, now the soldiers are protected spiritually 24-7 because people are reading chapters for them around the clock. Yes. So in a sense, what we're all looking to do is combine our our forces, right? The spiritual, the voice, and also the physical, our hands, right? Because we, we're utilizing our hands to do actions, whether it's to do charity, whether it's to help package food, or whether it's to get onto the on the battlefield itself. That's what our soldiers are doing. Meaning it's utilizing both. We have to utilize the tefillah aspect and also utilizing our hands to be engaged in chesed, to be engaged in mitzvot. And that's where all of our asiyah comes from. It All of our doing comes from our hands, uh, which is why we have to be so careful right, with our hands. We have to protect it, just like we have to protect our voice and speak good words so that our connection, that direct line to Hashem is really direct and it doesn't get these cuts in the between from the negativity that we say. The same with our hands. We need to keep our hands purified and sanctified so that the work that we're doing, the mitzvot that we're doing, we are really drawing the ultimate benefit from, uh, and we're we're putting in that that spiritual energy into them. I love that. I love what you say that to combine the voice with the hands because this brings me exactly to Netila. You have a company called Netila, and you actually have um a kli. It's called a kli. It's a little cup called a kli, and people use it to wash their hands. It's a spiritual type of washing washing hands. Could you please explain a little bit about that? Hundred percent. So the Netila cup essentially has two handles. I can get one to show you. Again, I don't know if people are, wa- are watching the video or if they're just hearing, but essentially it has two handles. And the purpose of this is not for physical cleanliness. It's not to physically clean. You can do that with soap. This is a spiritual purification. We know that Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, purity, purification has always been a tremendous thing, something of very high value going all the way back. Okay, now, what is the purpose of this? When we do netilat yadayim, there are different types of netilah that we do. We can wash our hands. There's the morning when we wake up first in the morning. And there is a specific way and a method to wash our hands in the morning. There is before we have bread. There's after we leave the restroom or after we leave a gravesite and things of that nature. But the purpose, the whole concept behind it is a spiritual purity to purify our hands. Why? Because what did we just say? And we're using our hands to do them. It's vote. All of our all of our doing comes from this. Whether it's doing mitzvot that we're doing, whether it's preparing our food, whether it's caring for our children, whether it's worrying about our parnasa, they come. It comes through here. So when our hands are purified and sanctified, we infuse that same purity and sanctification into every single thing and every single person that we touch. So now what is the concept? You know. In the Torah, this is I, this is in the Torah. Hashem tells Moshe, he says to him when he was making the kiyor for the Mishkan, and then eventually that would also be done for the Bet Hamikdash and Sefer Melachim with Shlomo Melech. He told him when he's making this washing sink, okay, to make it from what, not gold or silver, but he chose specifically the element of copper, the element of nechoshet. Why this element? Well, there's something very special about copper. Number one, it's, it is a natural antibacterial. That's why they used to make doorknobs in hospitals out of copper to prevent the spread of germs. But copper in itself has a purifying element when it's connected to water. Now, when we look in the Torah, we see it's so weird. So what did Hashem choose? He chose copper for the kior, for the sink. Also, in Sefer Malachim, when Shlomo HaMelech made 
the Yam Sholomo, where the Kohanim would immerse into before doing the most holiest work in the holy in the holiest place, that basin was also made of Nechoshet, was also made of copper. So we see there is a connection between water and copper when it comes to purity, because copper in itself helps to purify the water. It's sort of, if you think about it, sort of like as a force field around the water to protect the water from receiving Tumah. So in a sense, it becomes the most pure that it can be in this element of copper before it touches the person's hands. So it is a hidur mitzvah. It is an elevating of the mitzvah to utilize that material, just like Hashem commanded to Moshe in Mishkan. So we bring this into ourselves as we do netilah. Again, it's not the same netilah that the Kohanim would do before doing the work in the Mishkan, but we're bringing it into our own homes. And so when we, when we pour it on our hands, and remember, what are we pouring on their hands? Water. We're pouring water. <laughs> what does water represent? Purity. It represents bracha. It represents That's blessing. Yeah. So I always tell people, you know, sometimes you see people, they take in the cup and they're doing it quick. Okay, I got to do it. Okay, I'll okay, hear it. What are you doing? Take extra half a yes. second. Just, you don't, it's not taking you extra time. It's simply shifting your intention. Just focus your intentions on what you're doing. You're right now drawing down upon to you a bracha, blessing. Fill that thing up. Yeah. The netilah cup that we have in, 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 for, for netilah, the copper cup, is, feels one liter of water. Pour that on your hands, fully on your hands. And the way that we, we, we do netilah in the morning, I'll tell you first, is we pick up the netilah cup with our right hand. We always start the mitzvot with our right, even if you're a lefty, even if you're a lefty and that's your stronger hand, we start with the right and we pass to the left, and we alternate one, 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 one. We do it three times on each. The But there is a Kabbalistic element to not passing the cup from left to right. You can pass from right to left, but when you need to pass from left to right, simply put it down and then pick it up with the right and then pour. So there is an element of that aspect there as well. And when we wake up in the morning, the reason we do this this mitzvah, one, the first thing we do after we open our eyes and say modani yes. is because when we're sleeping, it's like we're 60th dead. And so we have tum'ah, right? These are our, the extremities. And so when we pour this water, we're removing this impurity so that, that now, as we engage in our day and the things that we touch and we engage with, we're infusing that same purity into them. And it brings that intention that we have to protect these just like we have to protect our voice from what we say, we have to protect our hands from what we do. Copper that it's made up of is a representation in Kabbalah of rachamim, of mercy. Mercy. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we make mistakes with these things. And so we ask Hashem to give us mercy. And it's known that Nehoshet itself is connected to healing, just like when the, the when B'nai Israel, when there was a plague and many, many people were dying, Moshe created the staff, the nachash of Nehoshet, a snake, the copper snake, because actually there is a connection between Nehoshet, between copper and healing. I mean, there's connection with many areas, but this is a general idea of specifically the netilah that we do in the morning and its significance if we just simply place that intention, not to dry our hands before we say the bracha, to wash them, to lift them up. We lift our right hand just slightly above our left, just like how Moshe Rabbeinu lifted his hands in the war with Amalek, and that's when the Bnei Israel was winning, we lift our hands up to recognize that 
things coming up from Hashem, and we say the blessing, and then we dry our hands. Just these few extra seconds of intention will shift, will shift your day in a tremendous, tremendous way. I love so, it. I think you're totally right because intention, it's like almost like being really mindful of what you do and not just rushing through the mitzvah. Exactly. Because sometimes the biggest, you know, there's two types of things. There are people that don't know about the mitzvah. Okay. Right. They don't do it. That's one thing. And once a person is aware and they have the ability to do it, but there's actually a bigger danger than the person that doesn't do it because the person doesn't do it and they hear about it. It can give them excitement. The bigger danger is the people that know what it is. And that it becomes rote. Yes. We just do it because, oh, yeah. And we say the thing very quickly. And then we go, we go on. And that's a danger because everything is about the intention we place into it. So whether it's nitilat yadayim, whether it's whatever whatever other mitzvah, if hafrashat chala, whatever you want to do, whatever area that you want to work on, because we're right now living in a time where we need everyone to step up in their way. And there isn't one formula. So it's not like, hey, Orly's formula is the formula. No, no. Every person find, it was, is going to find their pathway of how to get closer, to connect deeper to themselves, to Am Yisrael as a nation, to God, whichever way that is. But the key is to infuse a bit more intention, to be present, you know, I have to tell you, I'm a person that plans. I'm planning months and I'm always thinking what's coming. I want to hear something crazy. Yes. Since this war, I have stopped planning. I'm really? living day to day. I'm living in the day to day because that's what happens in, in, in this kind of time of uncertainty. And there's something beautiful about that. The beauty about that is that you're intentionally living in the moment. You're making each moment count in that second. It's not about what's to come. What am I doing now? You have to be present constantly because life and the world can change in a second as we saw. Yes. And that's a lesson that we can take far beyond these crazy days that we're in to truly bring those intentions into the day-to-day because if we're constantly thinking of what we're doing next, so as we're praying, we're not really there. As we're doing the tilah, we're not really there. We're thinking about where we have to take our kids to and what I have to cook for this and what I have to do the other thing. We forget to be present. And right now, we have a nation of people who are present. That is something extraordinary. Yes. And it's very powerful. It is really powerful. It's amazing. I love that. I just really love the the idea of mindfulness and intention, especially since we're doing something so important. Like we're really trying to overcome our enemy. We we really need to focus and pay attention and be mindful, and we need to elevate ourselves and elevate our mitzvot. Which which is why I want to ask you. I know that you were speaking about I'm Netilatya Diamond, really focusing on it. You know, you know, just taking a minute to shift your mindset to when we wash our hands. But then you were also talking about um, when we daven and purifying our voices and not speaking Lashon Hara. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Because you're right, when we have clean speech, our prayers ascend directly to heaven and there are no blockages. I think it's so important, especially when davening. You know, there's, there's there's a story. I don't know if this was told by somebody. I've heard it. I can't. I, I wish I could tell you where the source came from. This is since I was a kid. And I've always shared this story. 
the way the way that it was looked at is like this. Imagine that there is a servant, okay? There is a servant. His job, his only job is every day to bring a cup of water from point A to point B, to the king. Every day he brings a cup of water to the king. He fills it up. He goes to the king. He gives him the cup of water every single day. Now imagine if he's being careless as he's walking. And so he accidentally drops it and it falls and there's a crack. And then there's another crack and then another crack. And what happens that now he's filling it up. It's not that he's not filling it up. He is filling it up. But by the time it gets to the king, there's so many cracks that all of the water seeped out. We could be filling up our cup with tefillot and we're praying and we're saying and we're doing, talking and we're doing, and even we're doing actions. But if we're not aware of this incredible tool that Hashem gave to us, our voice, if you look at it, right, we have two eyes, we have two nostrils, we have two ears, two hands, two, two feet, two legs, but only one mouth. Very interesting. Only one mouth, only one tongue. Because so since Hashem is saying, listen, you got, this is one instrument. You can't, okay, I'm going to, you know, use this mouth for speaking bad. And, you know, I'm going to use that mouth for speaking good. No, you have one mouth. We have to be so careful with the words that we say. It's not an easy thing. We are all, all of us, okay, are guilty of that. However, and right now, while we're living in a time of incredible unity that I've never experienced in my life, incredible unity, there are still dangers and we have to be careful of them because sometimes you might find yourself around people that, oh, this one is to blame, that one is to blame. Sometimes that happens. Don't get sucked into that. This is not the time for this. This is the time for unification, unification of all of us, unification of our mouths with one another saying the same words. Try to, to, in a sense, push those words out. Push the, That's not important right now. All we need to do is recognize that when Am Yisrael, when we as a nation are unified, no one and nothing can touch us. That's it. Yes, true. And the key is to remember this far after these days are gone. Because Hashem has been giving us warnings. You know, we had COVID just a few years ago. You remember that, how that was like, and there was a lot of unity and things. And it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And we thought, you know, we're never going to forget COVID, but everybody forgot. Everyone was out. To, went, that was it. It got forgotten. Everyone been, went back to their routine. We are human beings. This happens. Okay. I'm not saying anything bad about us. This is just part of the human nature. What we need to figure out is how we create lasting, not temporal, but lasting unity, lasting unity. And the key is one thing, in my opinion. This is just my humble opinion. And it's not to judge one another. This is a very dangerous thing because when we judge people in our mind, it ends up coming out in our mouth. Right. And that's that could be very, very dangerous. We're, we are made up of so much diversity. Am Yisrael. And that's okay. We were always diverse. We were always diverse. Instead of, and again, sometimes judgment, in my opinion, comes into play because people want to truly believe that the way they're leading their life is the right way. Why? 
Because if you're if you think you're leading your life in the wrong way, you would be living constantly with guilt. And that is too yeah. much for a person to emotionally take. So we need to tell ourselves the way I'm doing things is the right way. Therefore, the way other people are doing things must be the wrong way. Right. And then that's where judgment can come into play. Oh, he goes to this thing, he's is this rabbi and this thingy and that thing and that. He's not this observant, he's not that observant. Who cares? Who cares? You, you know what it says in the Amidah? Just look in the tefillah. And Anshay Knesset Hagdola, who wrote the Amidah, give us the answer to, to this. It says very clearly in the first line. It says, Eloke Avraham, Eloke Yitzchak, Ve'eloke Yaakov. We know that there's not, Anshay Knesset Hagdola, when they wrote the Amidah, they're not putting extra words for no reason. You know, guys, just make it shorter. Say, okay, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov. What do you want? Okay, Abraham, okay, Yitzchak. Why? It was coming to tell us that Abraham had his way of connecting to Hashem. And Yitzchak didn't connect to Hashem because of his father, Abraham. He connected in his own way. And Yaakov didn't connect because of Yitzchak. He connected in his own way. We each have our own pathway. And guess what? That is Okay. No one knows the right way. We have to wait for Mashiach and Bezrat Hashem that's coming. Amen. All we can do is to love on each other. Because in the end of the day, Hashem is never going to be upset at us for loving too much. But he right. will be upset for judging too much. Judgment, that's God's job. I don't want it. That's a terrible job. I'm not interested. I'll see you later. Exactly. <laughs> love on each other. That's it. Right. This is the key. Right. No, it's exactly. It's exactly that. And that's what I want to talk, talk about next. All, you know, all of the efforts. Everybody wants to help. Everybody everywhere. I live in New York. You live in Yerushalayim. And there are others all over the world, in France, in England, in Canada. Wherever they are, everybody, everybody wants to help. And, you know, speaking from the New York end, we've been um, donating money. We've been having rallies. We've been giving supplies. We've been so we've been saying to Philote, everybody, our schools are involved. Our community is involved. Our synagogues are involved. Each individual is involved. And it's been amazing. But I still, you know, it's been several days already after the start of the war. And I know that there are still people who just, they just don't know what to do. And I love what you said at the beginning. You know, everybody has to connect in their own way. Everybody's doing what they can do in their own way. And there's no way that's right or wrong, but people yeah. are just still lost. So I want to see if maybe you can help just give people direction who just like, they just don't know what to do. First of all, you have to know one thing. Stop feeling guilty. Yeah. You have to. Guilt is, is that's part of the Yetzahara. It's not going to help you do anything. Meaning it's very easy. And again, we can be looking on this, on our phones, constantly looking at all the things and looking at everything everybody is doing. Sometimes it can make us feel like I'm useless. What am I doing? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Stop that. Stop that right away. If it means you stop looking at things, stop looking at things. I also believe it's not, we have to disconnect sometimes from everything. It's too overwhelming for the human mind and the human heart to take in all of this, even all of the volunteering, it's a lot. Yes. Getting that many message requests of this is needed and this is needed is actually not okay for us. It's too much. There is balance in life. We need to be able to balance. So number one, take a deep breath and know that you're not crazy. Everyone, even the people that are doing everything, everyone feels the same, by the way. Nobody knows if what they're doing is right. Yeah. Second step, is you want to use do something. You want to choose something that's from your energy, from your energy space. 
Okay. So for me, my energy space was, I, I needed to focus on positivity because the, the negative is, it's, it, it's a soul destroyer for me. I know, I know that about myself. Everybody has different strengths and different talents and different weaknesses. So I focused on what I know I connect with and I tried to do something with that, with tefillah. Now, for you, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be doing something on a major scale. Don't forget, every one of us is another piece of the puzzle. Why do I say that? Because if you've ever made a puzzle, there's no such thing as having one puzzle piece that's big and one puzzle piece that's small. You don't have that in a puzzle. They're all the same exact size, by the way. They're different shapes, they're different colors. They're all the same size for a reason. Nobody's piece is bigger or smaller than yours. It has different colors on it, but you, you are also giving the same piece. So don't, don't try to measure where you are because again, that's going to be negative energy. It's not going to allow you to do. Your thing might be reading one parak of Tehillim. It might be praying in the morning. It might be doing the Tilat Yadayim with more intention. It might be doing a hafrashat Chala. It might be focusing on a certain midah, certain character trait. If you get angry very often, maybe that's a trait you want to work on. And you're doing, you're reading a book that's going to help you work on that trait. It can be a physical action. It could be an emotional action. It could be something that other people don't even know about, meaning something internal. Right. Okay. Or it could be, you know, going and packaging food or a friend of mine just this week reached out to me. We were talking. She said, Orly, you know, I was feeling lost since the very, very beginning of, of the war. And she said to me, I kept trying all these different things. You know, and every day I was like on a zillion different volunteer groups and I'm doing this one thing. And then I jumped to a different thing and I jumped to a different thing. And I still felt so empty. Right. And I didn't know what to do. And she goes, I knew, I, then I found something that I loved. I love driving. So is what she said to me. I love being in a car. I didn't have a car. So I would borrow somebody's car. And now that they had to take it back, I'm renting a car. And every day I'm driving materials to the north, to the south, by myself. Wow. And she said, I finally feel like I found my, my place. I said, wow, that's amazing. Now, should I say, oh my God, that's so good what she's doing. I really should do that. No, because... That's her energy. My energy is doing something else. But we need all, we, you know, we, there, there are many different ingredients in, to make a recipe that makes something, you know, that put together a picture and there are many colors, right? We need everybody to take their piece. And there is no right and wrong way. Understanding that is going to be the first step to helping you quiet your mind and choose something that you feel good with. I love Choose that. You know, small, okay? And then you can work from there, but it needs to be in your energy. Stop trying to be someone else. God created you. He didn't duplicate somebody. No, he created you different than he created the other person, which means there's something you are meant to do that no one else in this world can do. And it's just about taking that one step. And it doesn't have to be something... Hashem doesn't, Hashem doesn't measure things like we do with likes and follows and friends and numbers. He doesn't, those things mean nothing to him. <laughs> they mean zero, actually. They mean absolutely zero. Yes. So get that out of your mind and just do your part. 
And I promise you, if you tap into your energy, Hashem is going to show you your pathway. He's going to show you which way you need to go. I feel it with where I am at. And each and every one of us can feel it with where we're at. We can, but I, it's overwhelming, yes. And just know you're not alone in that feeling. I love that. I really appreciate you sharing that story about your friend because normally you wouldn't think about driving as like a, 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 a mitzvah or an effort that could be could be helpful, but it is so helpful. She, things need to get to where they need to be and she's doing it. She's driving it. That's a huge mitzvah. It's And it's, again, it's doing what is in your, whatever is in your energy. Maybe yes. something is in your energy. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe you like have a, for another friend. She loves baking. So she did a challah bake. And that's how she's doing. That's how she's giving back. And then she'll take her challah and she'll bring them to places. Another, so everyone has, you know, another person, they want to help people in, in Am Yisrael feel protected when they're out on the streets. So what do they do? They're organizing a, a free self-defense course and people can come and learn. That's also a mitzvah. Amazing. Anything, you understand, there is, there is, no one pathway, Eloke Abraham, Eloke Yitzchak, Eloke Yaakov. There are many, and all of them are right. It's fantastic. I love it. I really love that because now people don't feel so pigeonholed because I can relate to what you were saying in the beginning. These people are baking. These people are um, packing. And I, I'm not such a baker. I'm not such a packer. Yes, I do bake. Yes, I did donate. Yes, my kids help pack. I'm doing other things. I'm, de I'm definitely doing other things. but. You know, people feel guilty because they're not doing what what everybody else is doing. But it's not to feel guilty. It's about doing what you need to do in your own way, in your own space. And that's how you contribute. Wait, miss, the, you're doing something right now, right? You're helping spread a message. So you you continuing yes. doing your podcast yes. when generally sometimes when people feel overwhelmed, they just like, I can't, I can't do. I right. can't. You're, you're doing that. So it's just about finding your space and, and, and really... You have to stop looking at this. You got to stop being on the phone all the time. And it's really not, it's not okay. I stopped looking at news altogether. And like right. all these videos, I stopped looking. I look at positive news, but like I stopped doing that because that that really is a very, very negative kind of energy. Uh, and, and, and you'll find your way. But ask yourself, what, where are my, where, what is my strength? You have a strength. What energy feels good for me? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that. And I want to, I want to like really give people his, because I remember you mentioned something when you were at the beginning, when we started, you know, during your, um, the Abraham's legacy, the, the Davini groups that people between the sessions can give his and good words yes. and positivity and stories to others. Is there anything that you can share with us? Like just maybe to give everybody some strength and positivity. Oh my God. There's been uh, first of all, number one, the, these nightly sessions that we've been having are, have been, uh, just have been incredible. I, I don't know how to describe them in words. You really, you need to be on to, 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 to understand. Um, one of the things that actually, that I'm working on right now, I haven't actually publicized this yet, uh, but it's a new project and it came about from something that somebody shared um, and that we shared a video. We shared one inspiring video of the day. Uh, and it actually came from a, a comedian, Elon Gold, shared a video, beautiful video. I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't, you should find it. It's really great. He talks about the parasha of Bereshit. And then he talks about the parasha of Noah. And, you know, connecting it to exactly what we're experiencing right now in, in, the, in the parasha. How in Bereshit, the first Rashi 
says, why did Hashem start? Why didn't he just start the Rubik with, uh, you know, one, two, three, four? And it was, he was talking about the fact that he says that Hashem knew that in the future, there are going to be people that are going to come and they're going to say, you know, you, you don't, this is not your land. Right. And to those people, no, this is your land. This is, and then he said the following parashat, parashat Noah, it talks about, it actually has the word Hamas, right? That's why Hashem decided to destroy the world with the, the, the Mabul. And it says the world was filled with this, with Hamas, and he destroyed it from the, from the from the earth. And then I said, you know, I always believe that when we learn Torah, Hashem is speaking to us. When we pray, we speak to Hashem. When we learn Torah, Hashem speaks to us. And so, looking at the next parasha, okay, of Lech Lecha, I was like, wow. I had another idea for a project which I'm about to launch, and people will be able to get involved. What is the concept of Lech Lecha? Avraham was given a command, a crazy hard command. Lech lecha, leave, leave your home, leave everything that you know, all your comfort zone, everything where you grew up, leave. Oh, you want to know where you're going to go? I'm not going to tell you. Just go. What? Go. That's a very hard thing to do. Think about where you all, where everybody is from around the world. Even though, right, Eretz sells our land, how hard is it? To just say, okay, I'm going to just pack up and, and come. We haven't done it, right? We're here. We have this land now for 75, over 75 years. And he packed up and he left. It's a crazy difficult thing what Abraham did. He did it with unwavering faith and bitachon and belief and trust in Hashem. And so if we look at what's happening, we know what's what's going on. And we do believe that we are in the time of Mashiach. We are, we are in the, that time. We're here. We've arrived. Imagine being able to, to take our desire to be here and, and, and connect it to a physical representation of that. What am I talking about now? So my idea and this campaign that I'm going to be launching of Lech Lecha is to inspire people from all over the world, people from Am Yisrael, from around the world, that even though you can't get on a plane right now, right? Just like you can't, be at, you can't have the gun in your hand, you can't be on a plane right now, but what can you do? You could say, Hashem, I'm ready. You pack a small suitcase with something you want to wear when Mashiach comes, with something so small, things you want to put inside. Some people are going to be, women make tambourines, they're going to put that A small suitcase, and you're going to pack it, and you film yourself putting your last thing in, and you close it, and you take it to your door, and you say, I'm ready for Mashiach. Now, I know that it might sound like a crazy thing, but the truth of the matter is, we know that our words create, just because Hashem created us in his image. Hashem created us, but Selam Elohim. How did God create the whole world? He spoke, right? By he or, and there was or, right? He spoke. Baruch Sha'amar, Vahayaha Olam. He spoke and the world was created. When we proclaim what we want, we have the ability to truly create tremendous miracles. And so by us saying, I'm ready, I'm ready. It's scary. It was scary for Abraham, that uncertainty. It's also scary for us. A lot of people actually are scared. What are you talking about, Mashiach? What does it mean? They're actually scared of it. People are actually scared. I don't know what that yeah. means. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. I've spoken to people. They could be very observant. But I don't know what that means. This is going to be a time, as it says in the book of Yeshua, which is right here on my, my I have a big sign. See the nations turn their swords into plowshares. 
the world will be filled with an abundance of loving kindness that the name of Hashem is going to be known throughout. And choosing to do good isn't even going to be a choice. We're going to know it inherently in our hearts. Who doesn't want to live in a world like that? Amazing. And so if we begin to proclaim it, if we do something to say, I'm ready, whether you're going to pack your suitcase, whether you want to be a part of this campaign, I haven't released the video yet, whether you can make take this five minutes or and, and it, you, you might think it's, oh, it's just a joke. It's just a can't. No, it's not. It represents something very serious or whether you do something in your own way, like we said, taking on a mitzvah or doing whatever. It's like you're saying, Hashem, I'm ready. I'm ready. Lech lecha. Just like you told Abraham and he did it. I'm ready to go because I know it's for my good. I'm ready to take the journey, even though I'm uncertain of where it's heading, even though it's scary. And so each and every one of us can figure out how we will take our own lech lecha. That's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much, Orly, for joining us on America's Top Rabbits. It was truly a pleasure to have you with us. And in the merit of this class, may Hashem protect all the Jews across the world, especially the soldiers of the IDF, including Idan ben Barad, Ido ben Kohava, Isabella bat Natalie, Ishai ben Anat, and Israel ben Devorah. Thank you so I, much again. I just want to say that if yes. anyone is interested in getting involved in any yes. of the things I'm saying, you can email me to info at abrahamslegacy.com. Yes. And I'll also send you your notes, my WhatsApp, I answer every message. Okay. And you can be involved in any one of these projects, or if you have something that you want to share, uh, I'm happy to listen. That's exactly what we're here for in Am Israel to, to, to hear each other out and lift each other up. That's perfect. Thank you. And I will include it in the notes. So you can look down and the notes in the podcast or on YouTube, and you can find ways to contact Orly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.